Hey everyone, I'm L. Jones, host of an Average Fan Podcast and the In-N-Out Hoops Podcast. You can find these shows currently streaming right now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Number one rule, continue, and always remember to rate, like, and subscribe to get notifications on when new episodes are out. Now everybody, the moment you've been waiting on. The show. You are now listening to the In and Out podcast hosted by L. Jones. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the In and Out Hoops podcast. Your host, L. Jones. Man, we're going to recap some of that. Dare I say magnificent? Maybe I just because I'm a fan of the game, I just love what I saw. But. So much going on in the league right now, right? Playoffs. We're getting awards handed out. Um, injuries. Big stars. Hurt. Man. Is it necessary to take a charge anymore? Like, it's just a lot to unpack, y'all. It's a lot to unpack. Just stay with it. But, yes, Sunday did not disappoint. It did not disappoint. What was your biggest takeaways from Sunday's action? What, what was the biggest surprise of Sunday? If you had to make a statement. Man, this game got me because I was not expecting them to win because so much going on. But let's start with some awards, right? So the first one of the first NBA awards went out tonight and that was to defensive player of the year Jaron Jackson Jr. aka JJ JJJ what they call him went into defensive player of the year right um getting a total of 391 points 56 first place votes he beats out Burke Lopez, Evan Mobley, and Draymond Green, Bam Adebayo, Giannis, and then so on. So he beats them out. Man's been a stalwart for these Grizzlies. He has really been a stalwart for them. And just him and Adams in the paint, it makes it really tough. And <clears throat> as we kind of segue or get into in a little bit talking about yesterday's games one thing we'll talk about is the the missing presence of Stephen Adams right and it's something we alluded to before the series started now that it started you see it prevalent if you watch the game checked it out so not to take away from JJJ shine right my man's has made he was making an improvement, right? Came into the league 2018-2019 season. Um, <clears throat> really just improved overall as a defensive player. Um, even averaging three blocks a game this year. Last year he was at 2.3. So he's been he's been on the incline. Uh, if you're a Memphis Grizzlies fan, uh, obviously <clears throat> if you're the owner that drafted him, you want to see that improvement that he's making uh, gradually year after year. So, we knew this would be a special year for him. Obviously, just the way he played defense, um, just really altering shots in the paint. Very athletic. 
we knew this would probably end up happening. So pretty stoked for him. And hey, he, he balled out, y'all. He JJJ balled out on Sunday, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Pollen. Pollen season. So JJJ balls out drops thirty one. Okay. Um How many listeners really expected this game to go this way? Okay. I pause for y'all to give y'all an answer. <laughs> Not many people gave the Lakers a chance, except for the people that like the Lakers and like LeBron James. And one of the main things you will hear, and especially something I have said as well too, is people do not or really can't trust the health of Anthony Davis. And now you lump LeBron James in that. Knowing that they're dealing with these injuries, it's a feel-good start to these to these playoffs, to the postseason for the Lakers, right? And we're not going to take anything away from them. Let's be honest. I mean, <clears throat> this was the best matchup for the Lakers. I don't know how they would have fared against Sacramento, seeing what Sacramento was able to do, but this is a real favorable matchup for the Lakers, especially with no Steven Adams or Brandon Clark. So one thing that the Lakers lack, the Lakers lack true backup depth, right? So who backs up AD? We know they did used to have Thomas Bryant. They got rid of him. They traded him at the deadline. You got Mo Bamba, but what can Mo give you in a playoff setting, right? Does Darvin Ham <clears throat> really even, does he really trust Mo Bamba in these playoff situations? To steal a phrase from them, I would get greedy. I would get greedy because I would want to play Mo Bamba and let him get this confidence, let him get this feel of this playoff energy that just, just the competition. And I think it's something that he's really going to have to look into doing kind of soon. Um, because they don't, the Lakers, they don't have the depth. And in this series, it just lines up with Memphis, right? Memphis has JJJ, obviously. But outside of JJJ and AD, what do you really have? Um, really just backing that up, especially if the Grizz are not trying to play Ken, uh, Kenny Lofton Jr., right? Um, Aldama's not really your, your typical big forward. So if JJJ's in foul trouble or he's resting, they're a rather smaller team. And I just think the Lakers, with their length, they were able to exploit that. Deep dive, quick dive, right quick. Vanderbilt, right? Jared Vanderbilt goes two or four. He goes two or four, fifty percent. LeBron James eight to sixteen, fifty percent. Anthony Davis ten to seventeen, fifty eight percent. Austin Reeves eight to thirteen, sixty one percent. D'Angelo Russell seven to seventeen, forty one percent. Trey Brown Jr. He was one of four, twenty five percent. Schroeder two of five, forty percent. Roy Hachimura, 78.6%. The man shot 83% from three. He only missed one. 
This is something that we heard Desmond Bain talk about in the presser post game. Like, hey, probably the best game he had in his career. It's a seven game series. Translate. That's one game. He got to do it again and again and again. Now, a lot of people don't like his comments, understanding why. But he's right. It's just one game. But Memphis really going to, they're going to have to find their mojo. As we were talking about earlier in the opening with the injuries, Ja getting hurt, hurting that, hurting that hand. And now we know last night they talked about the MRIs came out, you know, well, x-rays, excuse me, came out. Nothing was, nothing was broken. Nothing, no fracture. Okay. It's not an MRI. We know that Josh said his status for game two is in jeopardy. Not only is it in jeopardy, he wasn't even using his hand. So it just makes you wonder he's probably out for game two, in which becomes a must win for Memphis. Memphis does not want to go back to L.A. down 0-2. That's just common sense, right? But they're going to have to play a different style of ball because when they needed a bucket, down one point, when they needed a bucket, the Lakers closed on a 15 and nothing run. We have now seen the Lakers in their past, I don't know, five games really just win it at the end. And I think – if you don't blow these these Lakers out, if they stay around, they're a very dangerous team. And if they're healthy, and even on an off night from Braun, like you get an off night from Braun, by all things considered, yo, 21 for James, 22 for AD, 23 for Reeves, 19 for Russell, 29 from Hachimura. Okay. So, can they do that again? That's the question. As we look at the Brook, as the uh, excuse me, not the Brooklyn side, but as we look at the Memphis side, starting with Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks gives you fifteen. As we talked about, JJJ gives you thirty-one. Desmond Bain gives you twenty-two. John Morant limited action, eighteen. But he didn't really play great. Shot 50, 57%, which is not bad. We saw him really start to go off toward the end of the first half. But we wonder how the action of Vanderbilt on him and the length really bothered him as he was able to kind of, he kind of was feasting in the paint. And this might be a blessing in disguise for the Lakers because if he was going to find his mid-range, that would create a lot of other problems. Now, we all know for things to for you to win a championship, things got to go your way. These are the bad breaks of professional sports, right? These are the bad times, right? Especially if you're a fan of the team that loses a star player due to injury, anything like that. These are the times that you really don't want to live for. But this is what happens usually when a team is on the run. You start seeing these things just pop up like, oh, such and such. He didn't got suspended. He didn't got ejected. Oh, look at this. He didn't fouled out one game. Oh, man, he didn't got hurt. 
you start to see this and then you're like the team that's benefiting from this usually they keep advancing on so something to keep your eye out on i don't know so that was a seven seed taking a game from the two seed okay the series is long from over and you know people they overreact i know everybody the same people who were saying that the lakers won't win anything are the same people saying i see the lakers going all the way you gotta love sports media anyway eight one seed miami taking down milwaukee 130 to 117 and if you didn't know any better you would say dang milwaukee's in trouble and then if you did know what you know you would say dang milwaukee's in trouble how soon can Giannis come back as he was injured yesterday as well now there's been much made about this whole weak side, back side, sliding over to take the charge. It's not really a basketball play. It's equivalent to the closeout on the three-point shooter. Very dangerous play. Anybody who hoops, real hoopers, real hoopers, despise people that take charges, but they understand this part of the game. But they despise that because it is dangerous. Let's just call it what it is, right? Um, basketball is is a contact sport, right? But it's just something about me not having a place to land when I get, when I'm in midair because somebody slid under me when I was already in the air, and then if I fall on top of them, somehow that's a chart. See. The way they ref the rule is just horrible, and it makes for stuff like this, right? The NBA is one injury away, right, from the right superstar on a play like this before it gets banned. We'll see it happen. And I know people don't like it, like, ah, it's a part of the game. But is it, though? But is it? Like, I don't know, it's just kind of frustrating. You slide over, if if, if you were kind of, in the right position in the first place, you wouldn't have to slide over when the man is in the air. Because in the sense, you're not taking the charge. You're just preventing me from landing. And the first thing I'm going to do is, well, I'm going to hurt myself, whether it's my, my wrist, my back, anything. So we saw it with Kevin Love taking the charge. And we saw it also with AD. Now, to the credit of AD and Kevin Love, they were making quote-unquote basketball plays, no matter how we may feel about that. But it doesn't change the fact that it's dangerous. It just is what it is. I don't know. Y'all don't think it's dangerous? If you got a basketball hoop in your driveway, heck, even if you're just in your house, you got a laundry hamper, just go try to make, try to just go take a layup, right? And then just have somebody when you jump slide up under you. So, when we get back to this, this Miami and Milwaukee game was crazy because even before Giannis got hurt, <laughs> man, we seen bubble Miami. <laughs> as much as we talk about the bubble Lakers and the Disney championship, really and truly, we are seeing bubble Miami right now. We are seeing bubble Miami. This looks like a replay. This is like a replay. I know Bucks fans are like, hold up, bro. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. It's just game one. 
We've seen it. We've seen teams win game one emphatically and then go on to lose four straight. So <laughs> we've seen it. But I'm just saying, hey, man, get hype. That's Bubble Miami. That's that's Pete Jimmy Butler, y'all. It's Pete Jimmy Butler. Okay? Balling out yesterday. 35 points. Man, if he going to give you 30 and, and Adebayo is going to give you 20 plus, mm-mm. Kevin Love. Kevin Love playing like 20, 2016 Kevin Love. 18 points, eight rebounds, didn't miss a three, shot over 50%. Shout out to K-Love, man. Balling. So, I don't know what's going on with Kyle Lowry, y'all. But I'm going to say this. If Miami wants to advance, they might have to play Kyle Lowry sparingly. You heard it here first now. Don't be waking up tomorrow going on first take and you're hearing this and you're like, why does this sound familiar? They might need to play Kyle Lowry sparingly, especially if they want to stay in this series and take advantage of Giannis's injury because Kyle Lowry was doing some things yesterday that really – you're like, man, as a veteran, are you hurt? Are you injured? Are you dealing with something? Because some of the plays he was making come at bad times. This was even something that was it was shown during the whole play-in. So just caution. Just caution to the Heat organization and coaching staff. Heads up. So you lose Tyler Hero. Now you got to play Duncan Robinson. See, this is where it kind of gets interesting, right? Duncan Robinson wasn't playing because he was a defensive liability. This is well noted, right? But he's just equal as to the shooter of Tyler Hero. So can they make it possible where they can possibly hide Duncan Robinson and not get him involved in pick and roll so he can get in a disadvantageous matchup? Now, as we look at the Bucks and their production, Chris Middleton showed up. 33 points. Tried to really put the team on his back but the way Miami started that game it just was too much to overcome in the end um Brooke Lopez only gave you 10 points he was two or three from the three um Bobby Portis gave you 21 points he's a mismatch they don't have anybody to match the energy and physicality that Bobby Portis has and if Miami doesn't take care of business Bobby Portis will by himself I'm telling y'all even if Giannis is, is going to miss a game, the way Portis plays, he's more than capable, right? More than capable. You got a lot of things going on here with this team where they can actually spin the series and win this next game at home. But, my man, Miami, they put Milwaukee on notice. And if you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan, you're getting deja vu. And y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all remember? Top seed, top seed, big dog, big dog. Them Heat gave you the business, so we know how that goes. Moving on. Told y'all we had great action yesterday. We had great action yesterday. L.A. Clippers, Phoenix Suns. Okay, this is something that a lot of people obviously looked at and said, hey, Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns, they haven't lost since he's played. It's first time for everything, y'all. First time for everything. 115-110. First time for everything. Great game, though. 
Great game, by the way. Clippers came out very strong, very strong. And then you started to see Phoenix really creep back. You started to see Kevin Durant cook a little. And then the Clippers came back and tied it up. And and then we just had a back and forth, like, just – I think this is really going to be a great series, y'all. And overreaction to the first game. Here it goes. Overreaction. Because, you know, every series has an overreaction to it, right? How we were just talking about the Lakers. Everybody's like, oh, they can they can make it to the final. Overreaction to this Clippers-Suns game is if PG-13, if Paul George was playing the Clippers – would sweep the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> now, Clipper fans are like, that's not an overreaction, bro. That's just how we feel. But the way the game was played, and here again, y'all, here again, this is why we can't get into stats. This is why we cannot get into stats all the time that you actually have to sit down and watch the game. Now, y'all hear, y'all hear me refer to stats a lot right because i give you a little context like, like hey this player did this shooting efficiently blah 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 helped him win now here's an example of when the numbers can tell you something that really don't show what went on russell westbrook everybody's favorite scapegoat minus six for a plus minus yesterday minus six now granted he only had two turnovers he only had two turnovers. He was 3 of 19 shooting for 16 rounded percent, right? I rounded that up. 1 of 6 from 3, 16.7% in 36 minutes. There's no way, right? If I'm a Suns fan, I'm, yo, I'm ticked off. I'm, I'm mad. There's no way that Russell Westbrook should be able to have that type of production or lack thereof, and we lose this game. Do what? Let's talk about them blocks. Let's talk about these rebounds. Five offensive rebounds. What are we talking about, y'all? Five offensive rebounds. He almost out-rebounded the Suns' whole team on the offensive boards. Damn. Like, if I'm a Suns fan, that's my reaction. Yo, this got me sick to my stomach. If I'm a Suns fan. But I'm not. I'm a fan of the game, so I like it. Cause this is gonna, it's gonna make an interesting series. Phoenix is gonna, Phoenix is gonna come out and try to manhandle the Clippers. But I just think the Clippers got a mentality. And what's crazy? What's crazy, y'all? Robert Covington ain't even playing. You said what? Robert Covington is not even playing. So, if Russ shoots the ball a little better, what does that look like, right? 
We ain't saying he got to score a whole bunch of points, but if he just shoots a little better. Because Kawhi Leonard was that guy yesterday. That guy. 50, 60, 90 yesterday. 54% from the field. 60% from the three-point line. 90% from the free throw line. That seems like not even, yeah, I guess you can say Toronto quiet, right? 41 minutes. Putting the team on your back, that's what it looks like. That's what it sounds like. But then you get contribution from guys like Norman Powell. 19 from Eric Gordon, who was looking like Houston Eric Gordon. What? What? Tell me I'm tripping, y'all. This is going to be a good series. But I'm here again with every series. Y'all know we got an overreaction. This series, the Clippers versus Suns early overreaction after game one is. Phoenix is in trouble. Boy, Phoenix is in trouble. Phoenix is in trouble. Because you're not supposed to lose this game. You're not supposed to lose this game. Chinks in the armor, y'all. Chinks in the armor. So we also had one last game. That game was none other than the Nuggets and the T-Wolves. So there was a lot of talk about this Nuggets team not being really good. And then they go out and they put up 109 and they hold the Timberwolves to 80 points. Got them looking real 1990-ish. They only scored 80 points. Man, is Rudy Gobert just a... He's just a bad omen. Bad omen. I don't even, I don't I don't like to say that about he's probably a pretty good guy. But dang. I saw this same type of stuff with uh Utah. <laughs> hey man. Free Ant Edwards. Free Ant Edwards. Cause they ain't letting Gobert go no time soon. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Hey man, Rudy Gobert got me going silly over here. <laughs> man got me going silly. I ain't trying to pick on him. But he had a plus minus of minus 28. <laughs> uh, you can't make this stuff up. You know, I'm only like that because I'm thinking out my business side, right? I, if I'm the owner of the T-Wolves, man, I'm like, what are we doing? I spent all this draft capital and traded all these players. I'm seeing guys I gave up playing in the playoffs right now just dominating and you sitting over here a whole minus 28 on the plus minus minus the fact that you were out here trying to put hands on a teammate you need to go put hands on some basketballs or something bro you gotta work free ant edwards though but they're gonna need more than 18 points from him it was a bad night it was just bad. Kyle Anderson had 11 points. You know, he even got frustrated last night. It was just bad. So, Carl Anthony Towns played 29 minutes. He played the most minutes out of all Timberwolves players. He had 11 points. Uh, that might be a first-round sweep. 
You might have to go ahead and call that one. That might be a first round sweep, especially the way the Nuggets was able just to really get multiple guys involved, right? Bruce Brown, 24 points. Jamal Murray, oh, excuse me. Bruce Brown, 14 points. Jamal Murray, 24 points. KCP, 15 points. Jokic gave you 13 points, 14 rebounds, doing his thing. You know, it's the Joker. Aaron Gordon, 13 points. Michael Porter Jr., 18. Well-rounded. And then when you break down how they shot, all the guys I mentioned shot above 40% with Bruce Brown shooting the highest, which is 62% from the field. It was uh, 50% from three-point line. So even with the three-point line as a team, collectively they shot 41%. Meanwhile, Thomas Bryant in the playoffs still has not gotten playing time. Wonder how that goes, right? You the, Just the stories about how he wasn't getting any PT and he was mad. That's why he wanted to trade from the Lakers and he's not getting a PT. So, eh, it's life. Anyway, so, man, early overreaction from the Denver Nuggets. Minnesota Timberwolves, overreaction. It's just game one. It's just game one. That is my overreaction for this game because I don't think it might be an overreaction to say that this one's over. But it's been real. Your host, L. Jones, in and out Hoops Podcast. Continue to rate, like, subscribe, share it, get it out there, help grow the platform. Can't do it without y'all. It's been real. We out.